the sound of that music makes me so happy. Maybe you're like me and you've seen a classroom erupt in dancing and cheering at the sound of the first few notes of the song. This is the Kahoot lobby music. I'm happy to have chatted with Joy Mauricio, two designers who work at Kahoot. I talked with them at different times, so you'll hear me talking to one and then the other, and we'll just drop right into the conversation. Um, we talked about the diverse work environment of this company, their advice for designers working in the education space, and an example of a design approach. So happy to share this with you. And if you want to hear more of this music, go play Kahoot. Welcome to the UX of EdTech podcast, an exploration of user experience in the EdTech space. I'm your host, Alicia Kwan, and I look forward to learning with you today. Working at Kahoot has been uh, one of the most amazing experiences for me, uh, truly. Uh, I found myself surrounded by a group of highly motivated people who are the best at what they do. That just lifts you up. That uh, having having these amazing people around you, working with you, and, and and enabling you to focus on what you can do is is the uh, ideal for for you to be able to full you know to reach your full potential. Um, there are more than thirty person uh, nationalities represented uh, at Kahoot. That makes uh, that such an, a special place to be. So many backgrounds, so many different. Uh, stories. Um, we work very close together. Uh, and of course, uh, the playfulness of, uh, of Kahoot is also what we breathe within, within the company. We, we are playful people. We find time to also play, uh, uh, engage in, in, in uh, playful interactions and uh, team building activities, uh, not only to make each other uh, known better, but also to, to build up this bond uh, that we have so we can uh, work uh, better. Awesome. That sounds that sounds really, really um, wonderful to, to be in an environment like that and on a team like that. Um, thanks for sharing. I'm curious, what is Kahoot, like the designs? Uh, what, are they, what is it built in? Okay. So let's start from the beginning. Okay. The first uh, the first tool or platform we uh, use for uh, prototyping is a pencil and a paper. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and and that's important step. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's that's my personal uh, advice uh, to uh, UX designers out there, especially the ones that are that are starting, uh, you know, to to make their way into into the work uh, as UX designers is. Uh, mm to never, uh, to try not to jump in, you know, to, to highly or high fidelity uh, designs, uh, but prove everything you want to, to, to prove as your in, uh, interactive uh, experience in, in a paper sketch, because it's a very quick way to iterate, to try ideas, to put them in front of users which is exactly what we did in this project, 
we we had a few approaches of how we can improve the or reimagine the creator didn't spend too much time on, on details or, or designs we sketched them up and put them in front of, of users right away and we got feedback early and what is really really important about this is that by having these low fidelity prototypes on paper you know it's just wireframes basically sometimes only in, in uh, one color users that are getting feedback uh, for you there don't get distracted or uh, don't focus you know on on on, on the details or on the, on the if it is pretty or not they focus on does it work does that make sense and that gives you the mm. valuable feedback that you need at that point because eventually you will have a high fidelity mock-up where where you will ask if they like it right if, if that color works for them or if if, if they feel that is uh, an appealing experience throughout after you validate the paper uh, prototypes and people have found you know possible um, problems here and there um, you iterate it's quick and easy, you know, you just uh, draw on top of it, erase something or just put up a, a quick uh, new sketch and uh, put it again in front of users. And when you feel confident about it, then uh, we move to, you can call it high fidelity uh, prototypes or mockups where we already uh, work on uh, our design uh, um, library and our design system. Uh, because we, by then, uh, feel confident enough that we have solved the major usability issues that may have uh, appeared. Uh, in this case, us, we use Sketch as a, as a tool to mock uh, where we have our, our design libraries and uh, where we design our high fidelity mockups. Uh, and then when, when we already have, you know, a few or, or all of the user flows in, in uh, mocked up. Again, we come back to the users. We always have to listen to the users. So we come back to them and say, okay, well, what do you think about this? Uh, uh, let's let's try um, task-based uh, test session to see if you if we can get uh, uh, get you fulfilling the task uh, with what we have today. And then we of course will find some things we, we could improve. And by now, hopefully, it's going to be more of the uh, this aesthetic, you know, uh, things that might not uh, show how they should be. And the iterations are also quick iterations. We just tweak here and there. And then uh, when we are happy with what users, uh, how users react and interact with this prototype, which usually it's a not a, you know, not a completely um, interactive prototype. We need to simulate the whole flow. So we have to prepare a few designs and maybe just make a clickable prototype and then uh, control it behind so it, it simulates the whole the whole experience. But uh, that's part of the uh, the magic of user testing when you have to figure out a way to make it look as close as the final product as it is, even though it's just uh, design mockups. Um, so when, when we have uh, our designs in, in a point where we feel uh, they are ready, then is where uh, you know, the, the, 
main work of development, especially front-end development starts. And then, yeah, the bulk of, of, of the work is done. Uh, at the same time, while development is, is being done, QA comes in to validate that everything works as, as they would. And uh, as much as possible, what I, what I like to do is uh, do a final round of user testing before release when we have everything uh, ready and, and, and uh, developed as, uh, as it would be seen uh, after release by, by all of the users. So yeah, that, that's a very uh, uh, short summary of, of how the process is. But it's, there's always you know uh, things that come up. Sometimes the scope changes a little bit, and we need to uh, tweak what we're doing. Sometimes, uh, yeah, we find things that uh, are not working as, as well as we intended, and we need to spend a little more time on that. But at the end, uh, the structure is, uh, is like that. We iterate on our prototypes, test them, and when we feel confident, move on to the next stage. Awesome. Thanks for sharing that. And yeah, a, a lot easier said than done, right? Um, in terms of maybe bumps bumps along the way. Um, but I appreciate your your emphasis on pencil and paper. And I agree, I think that's really, really important. It's really neat to see kind of, you know, behind the scenes and just kind of see what your approach is and what your team's approach is. So, so thank you for, for sharing that. And a lot of people that listen are designing um, or in the the space of designing for um, education technology, and even specifically K through twelve, um, also some higher ed. I'm curious, what do you think are some good tips or advice for people that are um, doing research or designing in education technology? Yes, um, keep yourself and your work informed by continuous communication with the teachers and the students. Do not assume that you or your team knows exactly what will work best for them. You will be surprised and, and mostly amazed by how they make the products their own and adapt uh, this product to their way of teaching and, and learning. So for us, talking to so many incredible teachers and their students, it has enabled us to make very important design decisions that maybe uh, were not uh, as clear as we thought while we were working on them internally. But once speaking to them, we realized that was uh, exactly the way to go. And these decisions have made millions of users around the world engage in playful learning. So that's it. Talk to the, to the users always, show them what you're what you're doing, and always validate your designs with them. Yeah, it's, uh, it's really that simple. In Kahoot's culture, it's uh, very um, international. Um, people are very friendly. Um, that, that's that's, uh, that's helped a lot when you design some things um, um, creative and fun. Um, um, it's this kind of Scandinavian culture as well. Um, before I moved to Norway, I thought um, um, the working environment is more like formal uh, than when I work in Denmark. Um, but actually, uh, it's super friendly and people are outgoing. Um, and we are really, really like uh, international, for example, in the design team. Um, 
we have people from like, uh, of course, Norway, Ecuador, Venezuela, China. Um, we have a Dutch people and me and Danish Thai. And um, that, that's really helped a lot because we, we saw like, <laughs> we saw different and we played cahoots a lot. Wow. So you're, <laughs> you're probably really good at cahoot. I just realized. <laughs> Um, it, it makes me want to like be able to play you. <laughs> How do you feel about Kahoot music? Like, oh yeah, I... <laughs> like, like how do you feel about it? I I have really positive feelings. I'm just curious. Like, does it does it get old ever, or is it? I mean, you're you're just a big fan of Kahoot music. Like, what is it like? I I'm the big fan, but you know we have a lot of variation. Um, right, I like the Halloween version. Oh, cool. <laughs> It, it makes it makes all the difference you know just the music yeah. is just like that punctuation point <laughs> yeah yeah and it's, it's so different when when you play without music right yeah like it's like it's like, like mm. yeah it's, yeah it's yeah it's totally different it totally transforms it and I I taught seventh graders so they were still in the realm of like not too cool for school, like quite yet. So, you know, the dancing that would break out and just all the weird moving, it was, it's really funny. Yeah. <laughs> that's so cool. That, that's really, really awesome. Um, so, Joy, what tips or advice do you have for UX designers working in spaces that are for um, education? A again, I know that you guys could, you know, reach so many different settings, but do you have any yeah tips or advice for designers who are working in the education space? But and when I look at Kahoot, it's so different. It's like instead of remove t-shirt, t-shirt is vital, and the platform is actually make the t-shirt be a star. T-shirt is the middle, and mm. I can see that when I work on my own apps, and I show this t-shirt, this. And these teachers are like an artist, I think. They want to create their own content. They want to draw their own thing. They don't want me to draw for, for them. They, 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 know, they know their things and they do the best. At that time, I thought like, oh, teacher may be happy with someone do the, the material for them and they just focus on something else. But it's not true. So it's like if you build uh, educational tools and now the focus change to be interactive, be interaction not uh between student and the, the software but now it's how to enhance that the teacher is the center of this and let the artist the teacher like be the star this is what cahoots do they enhance a, a classroom environment um yeah that's that's a tip for me like what would the software solve the problem teacher at the center and what is what 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 makes software delightful um to help uh to have the classroom delightful to play in in the group, something like that. So I, I, as I said, this is quite long, <laughs> long answer. Yes. No, oh, I I loved everything that you were saying. A lot of really good insights there. I mean, thank you. Yeah, you know, you said making the teacher a star. You know, I I I love that, and I'm thinking of you know different past colleagues I've had, and and um, just even ones I've connected um, online or virtually. And I'm, I'm thinking how Kahoot really can be a platform like that. And I love how you said that, you know, teachers can make their own content. And, you know, I'm thinking backwards to when you described your, your process and you described how, you know, bringing people in early is, is really important, like all the different stakeholders, mm -hmm. of course. And so in education products, 
bringing in the teacher, I think early is is really critical, you know, involving them in in that process. And like you said, products where they're removed, you know, there's um, an essential piece that's that's missing. And um, yeah, that really resonates with me. You know, teachers could um, in a lot of ways, you know, build, build some of these things, you know, with the time and the resources. And I love how, you know, you're, you're kind of representing, um, you know, what Kahoot is, is representing in saying that you're trying to be a platform to, to help teachers do their thing, you know, and to celebrate them and to make it, um, a delightful experience for them and to just infuse joy into, to their, their role, you know, and of course, you know, a lot of the the students love it and really enjoy it, but teachers as well. And that's our episode for today. I know that was a brief listen to both designers. So please check out the show notes for ways to connect with both Joy and Mauricio. I wanted to make sure that you knew there's a publication now live curating articles on design and research in the education space. Check it out enjoy and perhaps reach out if you have any ideas to pitch for contributing. There's a link in the description. Also, there's an email series on exploring UX and education you might find interesting, link there as well. And reach out to me if you have any perspectives or stories to share. Find me on Twitter or Instagram at UX underscore edtech or on LinkedIn as Alicia Kwan. This is the UX of EdTech podcast, an exploration of user experience in the education technology space. I look forward to learning with you next time.